0: This is Wyman and Bob on Seattle Sports, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Streaming live
1: on the Seattle Sports app and at Seattlesports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Wyman and Bob Stelton. Welcome, everybody. It's Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on 710 and Seattlesports.com. I hope everybody's having a great day out there on Monday edition of the program on the heels of a Mariner's spring training win, their first win of the spring training, Dave. How about that? We, Uh, we, We rejoice here. I was worried. (laughs) Oh, it was good to watch a little baseball this weekend. As much as you know, it gets a little tough when you get toward the end of the games, and you you got guys up there with no name on the jersey, just a number. Yeah, (laughs) and a very high number, number eighty-seven. You're going, all right. I'm waiting for them to announce his name because I have no idea who this is. They have, I think they said they had seventy-four players in camp.
0: That's amazing. That's a lot. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I was just looking at some of the names. I mean, I thought I had a pretty good grasp of the the roster, but we've got a uh, Windish. Uh, yeah, we've got Solak, uh, or is that is that the soft J? Yeah, Solak, <laughs> Zavala. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a mm-hmm. little early, but you know, there's there's lots of good news coming out of uh, out of Peoria right now, and we'll we'll hear from Salk later. But uh, really excited to get down there.
1: Yeah, we were able to lock down a, an interview with Mike Salk. We had our people talk to his people, and we worked it out. So he'll join us at 5 o'clock today. We were
0: forced to do it, basically.
1: We'll, uh, yeah. we'll talk to him coming up at 5 o'clock. Uh, at 3 o'clock, we'll talk to Randy Sullivan. He's the CEO of Florida Baseball Armory, capital A-R-M, lowercase O-R-Y. Mm-hmm. He's uh, Logan Gilbert's offseason pitching coach and has uh, worked with him since 2014, so we'll just get some insight on Logan Gilbert, one of our favorite players out there, and we'll uh, talk to Randy Sullivan at 3 o'clock. Meanwhile, Mariners win. That's not really the big story. It is spring training. You're just kind of – I'm watching individuals. I just – I'm not so much worried about the the score as I am just looking at individuals who can help impact the team this year and and maybe some guys who are pretty close. You know, just might, might be, uh, you know, somebody you see in the middle of the season, if there's an injury, they're going to be the first ones called up, things like that. So it's a, it's a fun time to sort of scout at the same time as just seeing what kind of team you think you may have.
0: Right. Yeah, totally. And I love that about uh, about baseball. Every time this year you go, OK, yeah, these all, I just mentioned three or four guys that we haven't really even heard of before. And which one of those guys is going to hang around and maybe mm. be part of this team for at least the next year, if not maybe the rest of their career? So yeah, it's a, it's always uh, always cool to to see the the young guys and but I mean you get kind of anxious. Like I want to see the guys that are playing right to yeah. see them get out there and how this team is going to look together. But um, much like uh, preseason football, you know you're you're looking at they're you know just going to. Barely see any of the the starters. Certainly, the pitchers aren't going to go more than what would Castillo go two, two innings. innings today. So, yeah, yeah. sound like he felt good and worked hard in the off season. Uh, you were
1: translating. Fishing. I don't know if he felt
0: good or not. I picked Here. up like every
1: seventh or eighth word. <laughs> yeah, you were, you had the headphones on, listening, going good, same, Ball. same.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's whatever words you recognize you were spitting out there. La pelota <laughs> So yeah, I mean, good to see him out there. You just want health for these guys at this point, and you know, a couple guys that are sitting out with some aches and pains, nothing major. Hopefully, it's uh, it's early, three games into spring, so we'll see what happens. But to me, the the bigger story was a story written by Ryan Divish about, and you guys can check it out at the Seattle Times. Really good stuff about Scott Service, who who took it upon himself just to go visit some of the core leaders on this team in the offseason, and they're not all in the same place. Mm -hmm. So he's leaving the country for some. He's flying to the East Coast for some. He's in Arizona for some. So he went to go see Cal Raleigh, Logan Gilbert, J.P. Crawford, uh, Julio, Ty France, and Luis Castillo individually. Went to see each guy individually and and talked to them about what was going on in the offseason. Because this is a team that, that, you know, the the season ended. Yeah, you were you could – the positive side, hey, they were a game away. Well, the, the expectation was they were going to get there. You made it to the playoffs the year before. Everybody expected to get there. Then they made their their moves at the deadline that a lot of the players were not happy with them trading Seawald away, and they didn't make it. Uh, we heard what Cal said at the end of the year. We heard that, you know, Logan, Ty, JP all backed up what he said. said right. He said everything he said was accurate. So there was some discord there and then you throw in the the press conference with Jerry the 54%, you know, that whole thing and then the news after that so it just keeps tumbling down it gets the news gets worse and then it was oh well now thanks to Comcast charging uh, you know an extra fee for for root sports you know, that's going to eliminate some of the revenue we thought we were going to have. Thus, we are going to have to trim the budget we thought we were going to have. So we're going to spend less. And then they trade away a guy who was immensely popular in that clubhouse, and Gino Suarez. And more than a few guys were not happy about that. And then you trade away Marco. You trade away Kelnick. You trade away Robbie Ray. You trade away, and everybody in that clubhouse. is, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. So it looks like just a massive salary dump. And, and Scott Service, to his credit, Saw that and and went to each one of these guys to let them ask whatever questions. Just sort of present the case of, hey, wait till it's done. Wait till you see what what the plan is before we, you know, get get too upset here. And and here's here the intentions of the of the organization. This is what we're shooting for. I just for him to do that on his own, I think, just says so much about Scott's service. I mean, what a what a heads up move by him.
0: I, I thought it was just fantastic. I I texted uh, Devish. I said, cool article, bro. And he, <laughs> he said, which one? <laughs> uh, no, but, yeah, I thought, that, what a, a fantastic move, going and seeing these six guys. Um, and, you know, and I, I guess originally I would have, I thought Castillo, because... You know, Scott told us what a year or two ago. He's like, yeah, uh, he's pretty much on a bass boat or out on the on a boat on the ocean fishing in the off season. So, what do you go to the Dominican? Do you go to the yeah. DR for that? And you know, so he went down to Tampa to see uh, Julio, and then you know, visited with Cal. I think with the, in his new house, he's a homeowner now he was mm-hmm. talking about that in his interview i saw you know when they were interviewing him from the the dugout he's talking about the challenges of being a homeowner um I, I can't wait to get down there and ask him what can you do do you mow your own lawn um but I bet he does yeah i think seems so. like he's hands-on yeah and then you know jp and ty france and by the way and we'll get into it but ty france totally different Yeah, totally looks different. Yep, he does. But um, but yeah, that that was just above and beyond. We'll talk to Salk about it. But I just, I always thought he was a really good coach, and he always he's got kind of a, a football vibe about him. Like he will he will call the the strike zone. The line of scrimmage, and he'll mm. he'll refer to that a little bit, but which it,
1: immediately makes you
0: like him more. Yes, it does. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I I think he uh I flipped him off when uh, we lost to uh, Green Bay in the yeah. playoffs a few years ago. He had a big grin on his face, but no, he's just I just feel like that's above and beyond of what a manager typically does, and uh, he he just I just think he's got a great idea of who the leaders are first of all i mean these would be the the guys that you would and i I would imagine after a year that mitch Haniger would be on that list as well because it Mm -hmm. sounds like everybody's really fired up to see him including mitch Haniger is really excited to be there but um yeah raleigh gilbert crawford france julio and castillo castillo was the one that i thought was was kind of interesting um i think did he have a translator down there? He had somebody because I think Julio. Or I'm sorry, um, maybe Scott. Maybe Scott's fluent. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, but I think Castillo. You know, he uh, he speaks a fair amount of English. So, um, yeah, just a great great move by him, making sure everybody knew. Because shoot, there was lots of questions at the end of the year, and then you know, kind of a some controversy going on there. And I think he went down there and put some fires out and got all these guys. You can tell reading Divish's article. How much these guys appreciate him doing that and making that move, and it's not super common in baseball. Well, and I think they know he doesn't have to do
1: that. That's not the norm, right? They, they you know, technically they don't have to consult the players. Like, hey, man, you play, I'll manage, they'll own, he'll GM. The, yeah. Everybody does their job, and you just do what you're supposed to do. We don't have to check in with you. I mean, and, and there are some organizations that, you know, that's how they comport themselves. So it's it, to see him take it upon himself to do that. To me, he just gets. I think he was already in the good graces of the clubhouse. I think they really like him. But I think this, yeah. you get guys who are going to run, you know, just throw out the cliche, they'll run through the wall for you. Right. You know, and, and if things go wrong with the front office, it feels like, hey, man, we're in this together. I'm with you guys. We can only do with, you know, the best with what we have. Right. We're, we have each other here. We can't control what they spend, what they, you know, who they trade away. It's not up to me. It's not up to you guys. We, we got to go out there and do what we can and mm. and he's you know just just that sign we're in this together and i hear you guys i'm listening tell me what your thoughts are your complaints your your concerns whatever he was the sounding board uh, i just i just think that goes a long way into getting these guys <clears throat> to function through frustration or through anger or whatever they may be experiencing and this is what the third time he's done this now cuz he held that he held that clubhouse together after the Graveman deal, which was really yeah. poorly received by all accounts. There were, you know, reading the stories, talking to people, people in there yelling and and upset with DePoto and upset with the team and just really angry about that. And then you fast forward to this one with Seawald and people were yeah. upset about that. And then they trade away Gino and all these players in the offseason and guys are upset about that. And the press conference with Jerry and he's He's kept them together during these times. I mean, they, you know, for them to do what they have done with a very limited offense over the past, what, four years at least? Yeah. For them to have back-to-back 90-win seasons, get to the playoffs with what they've had to work with, and him keeping everybody focused through that sort of anger and frustration, whether it was Graveman, whether it was Seawald, whether it was the end of the season, just... Uh, that's a that's a big deal. I, he's got his critics out there, and people text in that he he's not good or whatever their issues are with him. That goes a long way, man. That that goes a long way with that clubhouse.
0: Uh, totally, and you know, look, everybody's a professional. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody wants to go out there and play for their pride. But you know, when when the leadership or you know your boss or whatever inspires you. You know, that's Mm -hmm. what, that's what people want outside of, you know, it's a job right now for these guys, they're playing, they're playing baseball. It's really fun. I kind of look at our job, like we get a chance to, you know, sit here and and talk about sports. It's a, it's a great, you know, there's a great reward in that and same for these guys, but, but you want to be inspired, right? And, and that's to me, I think where he kind of took that, that extra step, and, yeah, I just I, I just love it. And like you said, he put out fires right and left. He's been doing this now that you look back. And, and I really didn't give that much credit to the Eugenio Suarez trade just because I was like, eh, yeah, I mean, he was here a couple of years, but everybody loved him. And you, we can see why, right? Mm-hmm. We, we interviewed him a couple of times. And, you know, and I, I just think that that extra little bit there was going to make this team so much better. And, you know, they know that he has their back. That's the other thing. So... Yeah that I I thought that was one of the best moves and the article by Divish is fantastic and just going through each one and what their reaction was and what they said and you know what what it meant and it it's it's a really cool move by Scott. Uh, here's Logan
1: talking about service, uh, going to visit him during the off-season.
0: Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. I, I didn't know you knew that, actually. And, uh, word got around, I guess. Yeah. No, It means a lot seeing him. Yeah, um, I think you see that investment, especially during the off-season. Everybody's got their own time. It's basically the farthest flight you can get from Seattle. So it says a lot that I'm all the way out there. And um, I do all kinds of weird stuff, as most people know, in my training with the water balls and stuff like that. But he was there, like, talking to the the guy that runs it and trying to understand all this stuff. And I think just also, you know, going out to get lunch, just trying to understand and um, be invested in his players. That means a lot to me. I'm sure the other guys as well.
1: Yeah, it it goes a long way. It really does. I don't don't think you can oversell how big that was. Now, one other thing that that I think Ryan wrote this, or maybe it was Adam Jude wrote this, but uh, there was a story about Julio making it known to the front office. He did not want them to trade Miller or Wu. And they didn't. Now, how much influence did he have? Is is he the reason they weren't traded? I don't know. But what I love about that is that was at the time a 22-year-old. He's turned 23 at the end of December. 22-year-old who who's taking on that leadership role, understanding, yeah, he's the face of this team. He's the highest paid player. He's the center of attention. You know, he gets a lot of the spotlight. He'll get a lot of the blame and criticism, too. But for him to step up and say, you know, keep these guys, this is... This is a good core. This is, you know, I don't want to see you get rid of these guys. Uh, To me, that said a lot as well. And he he talked about it saying he wants to win with this group here. I want to win in this team. I want to do the best that I can to be able to win in this team. And, like, I know people will get frustrated, but nobody's going to get as frustrated as I will be once I kind of fail. You know, but the only thing I can do is learn from it, grow from it, work on it, and come back here
0: and get better. You know, I feel that's the only thing I can control.
1: So, yeah, I mean, it's important. He talked about it in the article again at the Seattle Times that he came up with these guys for the most part, knows them, and feels like they just scratched the surface of who they're going to be and you know really made it known to the front office, whether he was talking to Jerry, Justin, or John Stanton, whoever, making it known, I don't want you to trade these guys. Again, I don't know if that's why they didn't get traded, maybe they just didn't get the offer they wanted, but pretty cool for him to put it out there like that.
0: Yeah, and I think we all kind of wrote, Woo and Miller off, right? I, I mean, thought one of them would get traded. Yeah, if not both. And for him to, you know, to him for him to say that and, you know, and especially when it's position player and pitcher now, it just shows how tight this team is. That mm-hmm. these guys are are really close and for him to to make that comment again, just exhibiting leadership and you look at all these guys in different ways. I mean, lots of times we hear JP you know that Crawford is the, is the guy. He's the main guy in the clubhouse, and his opinion is is valued the most. But you got Raleigh, and then Julio. He's just going to get better and better and better. I mean, the guy batted two seventy five last year. Yeah, I mean, he he was fantastic. So, um, yeah, I, I it's cool that they have all of these different voices, and all of them just a little bit different. All right, coming up, what stood out to us so far about this spring training?
1: Three games in. We'll talk about some of the some of the highlights so far. That's coming up next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on seven ten.
0: Wyman and Bob,
1: powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio on Seattle Sports and the
0: Seattle Sports app.
1: Coming up at three o'clock, we'll speak with Randy Sullivan. He's the CEO of Florida Baseball Armory. Been uh, working with Logan Gilbert for about the past decade, so we'll talk to him about what he's worked on. What he's see he the reason he's got that giant bag of stuff. See the one handing him more stuff every year. We'll figure it all out. Coming up at three o'clock. All the weird stuff that he does. All the weird stuff. I like that Logan says. Well, everybody knows the weird stuff that I do. <laughs> <laughs> He's just embracing it. Uh, but so far, three games very, very, very early into spring training. But what what stood out to you? A couple things I don't know what you were looking for, Dave, if you were looking at anybody in particular or looking to see anything in particular from guys out there, but I was I mean, the new guys certainly. Mitch Carver, Polanco, um, Mitch Haniger, Ty France, you know, those things, those are those are things that I was looking at. Going in now, again, there are a lot of names you're going, Wait, who's this guy? Yeah. And then there's some guys you look at just a number and there is no name, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just those new awful jerseys, by the way. Um, you can't see, <clears throat> I don't know if you've noticed that the name is much smaller on the back. Have you seen that?
0: I guess I didn't really notice it.
1: Yeah, it's 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 not good,
0: it's see through and the name is smaller. Name uh, is smaller, the players must love it.
1: They don't like it, they don't like it. But uh, Mitch Hanager in his first. A.B. of the spring as a Mariner once again. Second pitch he sees.
0: Year in 21. Here's a swing and a drive. Keep the left field. Going and going and goodbye baseball. Welcome back. Mitch Hanniger. His first swing of the spring. A home run in the Mariners' bullpen and straightaway left field indeed, a standing ovation for Haniger who puts the Mariners on top one to nothing here in the bottom of the first inning, and that has got to feel great for the veteran Mitch Haniger. Way to go, Mitch! It just seems like everybody who has talked to him, we heard it from Shannon and Divish and everyone that he's just a new man. And Haniger is mm-hmm. just so happy to be back here, and the and the guy that's uh, that's the most uh, you know excited seemingly. So yeah, I. To me, that that was one thing that really stood out. The other is, and we'll hear from from uh, Salk about this, but you know, we talked a little bit about Ty France and how mm-hmm. he just looks entirely different, and not just you know, and I I haven't really seen like Brock Heward will break down his physique and all that stuff and what he's he'll been break down everybody's time. physique, yeah. but um, but as far as watching him, you know, Brent Stucker. Uh, showed me a, a video of him running from second to third. I think it was a sacrifice fly mm-hmm. or something, and just totally different. Yeah, well, totally he had different. a stand-up double before that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he just he looks fantastic running the—he just looks so much quicker. So, you know, I don't— he, he really hit the weights hard and all the different kind of stuff. I don't know if you've seen those videos. I'm sure you have where he's doing all these different body movements mm-hmm. and things like that. Really helped him because he always, you know, look, he was always a great baseball player, a, a good hitter. You know, last year he had his struggles, but he always looked like maybe he could be in a little bit better shape and it looks like that's what happened. So those are the two things that stood out to me. Just Haniger and France and France was the guy I was kind of with the worried I was worried about the most going into the season that like that's really important that he gets you know he gets uh, back to to where he was. And um so at least physically for him, but for Mitch Haniger he just looks inspired. Mhm. Yeah, he
1: and he's obviously as you said happy to be back. You know, really a not a good year out there in San Francisco. Played 61 games, got hit in the arm, broke his arm. He dealt with another injury outside of that. Just didn't go the way anybody had hoped. And he, you know, landed him back here in Seattle. And hopefully, you know, listen, there's a lot of pessimism attached to him. You know, after that home run, I tweeted like, oh, great shot by Mitch something. First A.B., awesome. He could be huge for this lineup if he can stay healthy. And then it was like one sarcastic remark after another. Like, oh, you, you buy lottery tickets, too? And you, you do the, you know, just... Kind of like fool to believe type thing. I'm like, listen, man, I can hope for the best. I'm hoping yeah. for the best. He's a great guy. if If he fails, it's not because he's not working. This guy works his tail off. so, yeah, i'm I'm rooting for him in a very big way because he if he is healthy, if he can give you a hundred and hundred ten hundred twenty games. This guy can be huge for the lineup. Look at the two years he's played over 100 games. Look at his numbers.
0: Yeah, 20, 2018 and 2021. 100. 157
1: games each year.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, almost 100 RBIs in uh, 2018. He had 93, but then had 100 um, in 2021. And those are the two years that you're talking about. I just don't think it would be that miraculous if he got through the season without an injury just because it's it's – they're accidents, that happen. I mean, you get hit in the face, you get hit in the junk, you get your arm broken, you know. I mean, to me, it's not like he's this guy that's constantly breaking down. You know, I remember Kyle Lewis. I mean, you almost knew from the beginning. It's like, well, he's got an old knee and we're going to have to monitor it. I mean, he's 24 years old. Yeah. And, you know, you know that that's a problem. It's kind of like we're talking about with Jamal Adams, you know. it's it, That's totally different. He's not really had those kinds of injuries. Yeah. So, uh to me, I... You know, uh, I I think he can. I think he can get through this season, and hopefully it's one of those. Hey, look, if he even plays in, what, 100, 125 games, I mean. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. You'll take that.
1: Uh, he talked about what it felt like hearing the crowd when he walked up for his first AB. It's great that, you know, you have success in your first at-bat, but. Um, it's awesome. I, I would definitely miss playing in front of our fans, so it's been it's cool to hear him, and I definitely heard him
0: in when I was walking the plate, so that was, that was a good feeling.
1: Well, he'll really hear him in the, the opener against who is it? at Boston, I think they opened with, against the Red Sox. So, yeah, his first time back at T-Mobile is going to be pretty darn cool. And then, you know, I don't know if he saw this, Harry Ford threw out a guy from his knees at second base. Pretty, pretty impressive. Because he, he, you know, he was not in a great position where the ball bounces up to the plate. He's got to, he's got to grab the ball. He's on his knee. He, there's no time for him to hop up to his feet and make the throw. So he just fires it from his knees. Mm-hmm. One hops it to second, and dude's out by a good step. That
0: was a guy that I was worried that they were gonna, they were gonna trade away. Going into this mm. offseason, I thought I just not because he's been. I mean, he's obviously shown what what he can do, but it's not like he's a huge staple for the Mariners or anything like that. But I just think the potential it, to me is is fantastic. He's also just a great kid, so really excited about that kid. Get a chance to talk to him down there. Hopefully,
1: yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see by the time we get there who's down there, and uh, we'll we'll. Uh... You know, it, it, it was great last year, had a lot of great conversations, and everybody's much more relaxed there. It's, it's different than talking to him during the season when everything's on the line.
0: Well, and it's great for fans. I've got a buddy that's down there. sent me a picture. You know, you, the access you get to the players and everything. By the way, uh, the 360 is supporting what I'm saying. said, pulled hamstrings are one thing. Exploding testicles are another. They are quite another. Yeah. I'll agree with the
1: 360. Yeah. Yeah, very different set of He's injuries. It's not pulling hamstrings. I'll take the pulled hamstring every day. Yeah. If I'm dealing with an injury, yes. All right, coming up, uh, he's worked with Logan Gilbert for the last 10 years. Randy Sullivan, the CEO of Florida Baseball Armory, joins us to share all of his insight on a key piece of this Mariners rotation. That's coming up with Wyman and Bob. This
0: is Seattle Sports on 710.